Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. We're going to be cozying up next to a little crackling fireplace filled with the warmth and love of our affection for superhero TV. With me on this journey is Greg. This is a big blanket, and I'm glad that we've all packed in under it next to this fire. Oh, we're getting real cozy. Also with me is Ryan. And the fact that, Taylor, you cannot afford a weighted blanket, so you're laying on top of us under the blanket. You've heard of the weighted blankets from the internet, right? Oh, 100% I have. One expects a blanket to be weighted. Well, I mean, it is weighted in one sense, in that it took four days to deliver from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) We waited for it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Also with us is a voice that you have heard on this show before, but is not always here because we have lost a member, unfortunately, this week. But from the Unnatural 20s podcast, a wonderful little podcast, you know her, you love her. It's Caitlin. What up? Hey, guys, could you like scoot over a little bit? Like, I know I have like half this bed currently. but yeah, like, you are starfished. Yeah, but like I need a little bit more. Oh, you want us to scoot over the other way? Yeah, and then I I'm going to take the whole blanket. Because uh-huh. we're basically uh-huh. stacked up here. Yeah. I feel like this is like, if it, this was your first episode of mm-hmm. Superhero, then you can make these demands. But what is this, like four? Uh, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, you got to get out of here. Well. We gave you all those diamonds. Now you now have I'm, to make room. Okay, I'll take my blanket and leave. Under the, oh, uh, now <laughs> we don't have a blanket. That ruins everything. That's the worst. Now just Taylor's laying on top of us. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I like to do. I like to just lay on top. And, and make uninterrupted eye contact. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, if you break eye contact, that's when they go for the throat. And so like, you can't... Or maybe that's wolves. I don't remember. It's either podcasters or wolves. Yeah. Taylor, you also have that similar. older brother thing where you huck the loogie and then let it go right almost to our face and then suck it back in. Yeah, except then uh, I just am bad at sucking in. So Oh, yeah. No, it, it goes all over our faces. Yeah, and I apologize for that, but... You could stop doing it. I can't. It, I really... I talked to my doctor recently. Mm-hmm. And he and said that you have to do it. Yeah, well, he said... Or did she say it? Oh! No, I go to a male doctor. What are you talking about? <laughs> Greg, boys can huck loogies, too. <laughs> yeah, I still go to my pediatrician. Uh, well, how Did you guys see this week the news about the ex... Our former Reggie... Uh, so the actor who used to play Reggie, who like left to go be on like 13 Reasons Why or whatever. And we well, got... I'm not sure that's why he left. Now well, I think we might be finding out why he left. Well, yeah. So apparently he, and I did not know that this was a thing that he needed to respond to. But this week he said definitively, no, I was not hired by Courtney Love to murder and rob her uh, daughter's ex-husband. Uh, and so, so he said he didn't do he, that. He was like, "No, guys, oh, okay. I didn't do that." He's apparently like the the like the main suspect. Yeah, he's like a suspect in like a actual lawsuit that is going. He's For like stealing a guitar. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, Courtney Love like hired hitmen to murder this guy," and he's like, "No, guys, I wasn't gonna murder him." And it's like that's a weird a. It's a weird thing to have to respond to. B. <laughs> it's a weird thing to respond to. Like. Four months later, after that, like, like thing came out, like, why is he like? Did he have to check up and make sure that he could prove that he wasn't <laughs> going to do that? 
It's like, hey, I know you didn't hear about this, but I want you to know that I just didn't do it. Yeah, like, this was the first time I had ever heard of this. Was him saying, by the way, I didn't yeah. do yeah. this. <laughs> Maybe just don't say. Did he like release a press release or like have a press conference? I, I don't know. He's not big enough to have a press conference, no. right? No one's going to show up to listen to this. I think talk. what happened is that he realized that he left Riverdale and then saw what they were doing, and it was way cooler. He's like, I could do that, but he just did it in real life, and but then did it badly because like Riverdale's already gone above and beyond, bro. Like, yeah. like, this is not even that, like, let, like this is par for the course. This, this wouldn't is, get, like, 15 seconds on Riverdale. No, this is a slow episode that we would complain about of Riverdale. But now I'm thinking, like, so it, it wasn't, like, a reporter or the cops. No, like, this guy was just, like... But, like, to ask him the question, it was a guy, like, it was somebody from TMZ who barely recognized him. And the TMZ guy was like, so how's it going? He was like, oh, think of a sentence. No. I did not keep thinking. What are you gonna say? And then just told this whole story out there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he was just like, no, I absolutely did not be get hired by Courtney Love to murder a man. It's probably Reggie too. It probably. Here's- so there, they recast the role of Reggie. This was like probably before my time. They had a yeah. different Reggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like season one, we had one Reggie, and then when they came back for season two, like the first Reggie was like, hey, I have another deal that I want to go I to. I have so to go they, steal a guitar yeah. and maybe so they murder. Re- yeah, so they <laughs> recast him, but didn't do it as well as we will talk about. They recast someone else in this week's episode of Riverdale. As we'll, Reggie? No, yes. Oh, okay. We have a third Reggie. <laughs> They're just going to kind of have like guest stars play Reggie. Yeah, well, that is all the news that you need for this week. <laughs> and you don't look anywhere else for any other news. Trump didn't do anything. No, none of that stuff happened. Uh, just that's all the news you need. Now, today we're going to talk about Titans. But before we get to that, let's talk about the bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen, the part of the show where we do some mix em ups and some trade em roos and we do a little bit of fun games. But this week we're going to do a very special event. Now, as you guys may have heard, Dave Bautista has decided he is not going to continue with the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise and he is instead potentially moving to the DC Universe to be in possibly the Suicide Squad? Who knows? So, Dave Patista is moving to the DC Extended Universe. What we want to do is we think, well, I mean, there's got to be some parody here. He's trading over to the DC it's Universe. It's only fair. Yeah. Who are we getting from the DC Universe over to the Marvel Universe? So you guys are all going to give me a little tradey rude poo that you want to see happen. Your word box is broken. But do you guys notice how, like, we're, we do feel like we are Marvel, and DC is the others. Like, oh, yeah. The oh, yeah, other no. DC. Because they're bad. They make bad <laughs> things, and they should be ashamed. This is a Marvel house, and always has been. 100%. And then it also helps that the Marvel movies are good, and the DC movies are not just like mediocre, but aggressively bad, bad. movies. Yeah. Made so, by stupid idiots who we hate. Yeah, and, and they should be ashamed, and they probably don't even like pumpkins. Ryan. <laughs> yes. Who do you want to come from the DC universe over to the Marvel universe? Now, the character that my guy plays is dead. So it might be easier to get. But I would like to pick, I would like to pull over one of my favorite actors of all time, Michael Shannon, who played General Zod. He got his neck broken. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I did hear about that. Um, And I like... I like I like when Michael Shannon is trying to slow play it, which is way over the top, and then I love when he goes over the top, which is just fucking insane. Uh, yeah, like his his character when he was doing uh, that guy from Shape of Water mm-hmm. was like that dude was bonkers, yes. right? Well, I mean, you watch your hand just fall apart and see how you react. I mean, yeah, but he he exacerbated it by like 
taking a big old piss and not washing his hands. <laughs> yeah. So like that's I think that's the problem. I that feel is the like problem. There's like 30 seconds of every scene that he's in that they had to cut off where he's just like, and by the way, I am evil. <laughs> I'm the I'm the bad guy in this movie. It's, I just want everyone to know. And then why crazy. was he always saying, and that's the shape of water. <laughs> every, no one no one else who's listening to this could see it. But Greg's face like <laughs> became Michael Shannon. He became Michael Shannon. I've never seen like I like Greg normally does not look like Michael Shannon. But when he did that impression, he suddenly looked like Michael Shannon. That was really impressive, and I wanted to give props. I can't let that just go by. Well, it is a visual medium, so I try to give the viewers everything they want. Greg, who are you taking from the Hold DC on, bud. Wait, because don't you have to say where he's going to land? Oh, right. There is, I think, only one character in the entire Marvel Universe. And I'm going to count this because of the Fox deal. I think this is going to be okay. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with this franchise that has been fucked three times by three different movies. But if anybody was born to play Doctor Doom and have that like over-the-top voice and dialogue, it's Michael G.D. Shannon. Oh, man. I do love that. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Thanks, bud. That was very important to whether or not you get to live or die at the end of this episode. The stakes are high tonight. Greg, who you got? There is... There's probably two parts of the Justice League of America movie that didn't just absolutely piss me off. One is, of course, Wonder Woman. Of course. Gal got it. It just kills it all day. She's amazing. But I don't want to talk about her. I want to talk about an unheralded star of that movie, which is Ezra Miller, the guy that plays Barry Allen. You may know him as The Flash. Ah, yes. Uh, I thought he was actually pretty good. Not enough to save that movie, but I want to rescue him. From that universe. Because he, he did a good job with terrible dialogue. Yeah. What if we threw some mediocre dialogue at him? And this is going to be him playing a little off character. But it as a comic book reader, it's hard for me to believe this guy doesn't actually exist in the cinematic universe yet. Because of how important he is to comics. And that's Namor. He is one of the original Marvel comic book characters. And is part of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. He's foundational to most of the big things that go down. And he's got cool powers, and people love the Aquamans of the world. Sure. Yeah, yeah. right? I think we can all agree. Famously. But everyone always says, why doesn't Aquaman have little <laughs> wings on his ankles that help him fly around? But honestly, the compelling part about Namor is always uh, how much he is in love with uh, Sue Storm. Oh, yeah. And Are I, we already doing better with the Fantastic Four movie than anyone else has? Dude, we're killing it right now. We've saved Doom. We're saving Namor. But when I was a kid, I thought that was a really interesting plot line. The way he would just always come around and be like, I totally love you. She'd be like, I'm married to this stretchy guy over here. And he's like a smart nerd, so he'd be like, uh, I'm sure it's fine. And I'm one of these geeks that always thinks about how strong these... But Namor's like one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Universe, and I just can't believe that he's never actually appeared. And I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, he's got a cover. Like, people will, like, Doctor Doom's been in a couple things, he's never been gotten right yet. But nobody's ever said, let's put Namor in something before. Like, I think more people have said, we're going to put Moon Knight in something, than have said, let's put (laughs) Namor in something. Well, the amount of times you say, let's put Moon Knight in something. You inflated that a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to pump up those numbers. I think the problem (laughs) is that, the reason why we haven't seen it is it's not just that he's part of the Marvel Illuminati, but the real life Illuminati. Like, neighbor has to go to all the meetings and he's just oh. nixing every movie. He's swamped. He's swamped. Yeah. All right, Caitlin, who are you taking? So, I'm going to take another easy one. Uh, it's going to be Henry Cavill. He's going to be easy to get because obviously he's no longer in the DCEU. Um, and I'm going to put him in the, the MCU as Craven the Hunter. 
Oh, because yes. I feel like he'd be a great one. He's a strong guy. Craven has a mustache. Yes. So exactly, no CGI. Exactly. Awesome. That's another good point. Oh, man, that really fucks up my <laughs> my bit that I was gonna do. Was it also gonna be Craven the Hunter? Because I feel like that's the long odds. He was always a cool Spider-Man villain, but I think he's really found his stride in Squirrel Girl. In Squirrel right? Girl. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, he actually just hunts under the sea now. So with Nina. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them can hang out. So he just hunts squirrels now? No, he hunts underwater. The big underwater game. Uh, I see. That makes yes. so much sense. Honestly, if you're like a person who loves to hunt shit, I don't know why you wouldn't be going after that big ass shit down in the water. Because that's so hard. Like that's the ultimate thing. Because how are you gonna get it up? <laughs> <laughs> now, the Spider-Man universe at Sony is all over the place and kind of yeah. wacky. Do you want Craven uh, in Spider-Man Three, or do you think he has what it takes as Henry Cavill to? be in his own movie. I think he has what it takes to be in his own movie, but then again, I don't want Sony to do it, so I would like him to go into the regular MCU because I know Sony owns, uh, you know. I wouldn't have thought the Vulture could be like the linchpin for an entire movie, even though he's so important to the Spider-Man comics. So like, if you, and the next one's going to be Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So I just think if you can like construct a story around him, then I yeah. think they could pull it off. But when they cast the Vulture, they went and got the person who was our greatest superhero of all time, yeah. Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> Ingrid Birdman. <laughs> well, you guys have all done very well, and you get to lift to the end of the show. Um, I have to give my choice, uh, which was actually specifically because it plays such a major role in uh, the Justice League. It is Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> As Moon Knight? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish it As could- Man Wolf. <laughs> Listen, I, w- I wish it could anchor that role. But instead, I am going to put Henry Cavill's mustache on Thunderbolt Ross's mustache. And so now, because I believe Thunderbolt Ross has been brought back, like the same character from the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk. He's been now referenced and brought back in the the MCU. So I'm bringing it back. I'm replacing that dude's shitty mustache with Henry Cavill's great mustache. (laughs) And I think that is a a huge upgrade, honestly. Real quickly, though, there is one obvious answer for all of us. Like, we're all in second place. Tied, but all in second. Because the real trade is Commissioner Gordon from the DCEU. Because Tom Holland's growing up. He's going to have to go get a job. And let's get J. Jonah Jameson back where he belongs. That... That would be rad. But I think really what we should do is we should take <laughs> Melissa Benoist, our Supergirl, and have her be Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman. That is not bad. Also, what I think we should do is uh, grab Kristen Wiig, Wonder yeah. Woman's bad guy from Wonder Woman 2, and Spider-Woman or She-Hulk. I think any of those would be I was going to say what we should do, the right answer is uh-huh. Gal got it as She-Hulk. Yeah. Because I think she's got the like good look. She's got it. Yeah, she's got it. And do the whole being a lawyer for superheroes thing. Yes, that's going to be great. That's always works. Should have been a Netflix show, maybe, but yeah. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Chris Pine, who you know, Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman. And the only one of the four Chris is not in the MCU. That's right. Which bring is him upsetting. Over, bring him over the MCU as Leatherboy. Are you familiar with him? No. <laughs> I am not. That, I wanna... that seems like a a very, like, that seems like a guy that a lot of my friends would know. <laughs> yeah, oh, that probably. Like t- Taylor's, it's exactly what you think. Taylor's neck of the woods. From the Great Lakes Avengers. Uh, um, yes, yes. He applied to be a member and he got in, you know? Good for him. So, yeah. Chris Pine, listen. Welcome to the MCU. Yep. This is our first meeting. <laughs> Leather Boy, what do yep. you think? Are you in? I'm in, so he should be in. Uh, that's great, but I think what we should do is take... Henry Cavill's mustache and put it on Thunderbolt Ross. That's it for the great Batista trade. 
Now we're going to move on to talking about the premiere of the DC Universe's premiere show, Titans. DC Universe is here, and with it comes Titans, the first live-action show exclusive to the streaming platform. The show tells the story of Dick Grayson, a cop-slash-superhero, who I think fucked Batman? I can't remember. <laughs> Grayson wanders around Gotham City as Robin, who has the superpower to find the most unnecessarily violent ways to punish criminals, all the while screaming, fuck Batman, and fuck Batman he does, if fucking Batman means standing around while three other superheroes present themselves, each wondering if they will one day be on a team. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Has DC finally figured out they're grim and gritty with this version of Titans? Or is this even more like the usual Nolan, if he fucked Snyder, if he fucked Batman? <laughs> Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it did a really good job at trying to make it dark. I think it really, really tried, but I don't think it had the, the, the actors or even the storyline to make it dark and make me believe that it was going to be dark. It How just, about... All the fight moves where Robin just drags somebody's face on something Jesus. really rough. He love oh. that shit. He punishers like several people. Yeah. I, th- I think of that as the the Punisher versus Jigsaw move. Oh. Yeah, right? but Donovan. I could see Frank Castle Jigsaw. being like, "Whoa, bud, chill back." But like, he does it a lot because that was a moment that was supposed to be like, "Hey, this is fucked up. This is like a season's worth of like grit and betrayal is in this moment, and this is the like the coup de gras, like." Robin just does that shit just for fun, mm-hmm. and it, and I because the the bad guy that he does it to was already defeated. Yeah, he could have yeah. walked away. The the thing that I didn't, the thing that I really like, if they're gonna do that, fine. But the thing that really upset me about that is that it seemed like they just did it. It seems like they are doing it as a reaction to other things to make it gritty. Because when he does that and then says "fuck Batman," like that is just a very like. I'm an angsty person, but it seems like from, and correct me if I'm wrong, from this episode, it seems like Robin's, like, problem he had with Batman was that Batman was, like, too into fighting things. See, like, I, I can't tell if that yeah. is stupid or, or genius. Like, is it is it dumb that he is so much like Batman and then he shits on Batman and says, like, that basically he was getting corrupted by his association with Batman, right? He yeah. talks about his old partner, in Gotham, he's mm-hmm. talking to his like his actual cop partner, and he talks to her about his old partner. And anyone who exists in that universe, it would sound like he's talking about Batman. <laughs> but uh, it's just, and then he says like, you know, I was getting polluted by him. Is it dumb or is it kind of clever then that he ha- he does have that problem? He seems like he wants I, to solve everything with violence. I think it's dumb because like it, it's so because. If it were just like he has a bit of a violence problem, fine. But it seems like this is so like so much it's more. It's it's more violent than like any other version of Batman that we've seen. Yeah, like, you never see Batman basically scratch off somebody's face with broken glass. Because Robin straight up like murdered every one of those dudes in like the most needlessly violent way possible. So if like his problem with Batman was that he was too violent, like what the fuck are you doing? Like it, it was all Mortal Kombat fatalities with none of the first part of the fight. Right. <laughs> it seemed like if that's his problem with Batman, I want to see like this universe's Batman because it's like a giant like it's the man bat who just curb fucking, stomp, curb stomp, he fucking curb eats people. Because that, w- that part that's why I think this was too gritty for just being gritty's sake. 
and it didn't work for me. And it was like he came back two years from being with Batman is what they said. They said the Robin hadn't been seen for two years. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to smash some faces, kill some people. Ah, I feel so much better. Robin's back. I <laughs> got yeah. it out of my system. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, I'm good to go. How about uh, Starfire? I think that the episode sets us up with, like, I think that Robin is terrible yeah. in this episode and everything yeah. about Dick Grayson and everything that's wrong with the DCEU right now. But um, I think that the big question is, who who are you more into? Who do you who is going to make you watch the second episode between Raven and Starfire? Yeah. And I think it's close. Like I think that they're both better than that shithead. Yeah, I I liked Starfire. I do think that they her wig looked better than it did in the promo images. <laughs> so that is good. It's still not great. It's not my favorite like like outfit for her. Like it just seems very clunky and over the top. Like it but, it, re- it reminds me a lot of uh the outfit that Vin Diesel wears in Triple X. <laughs> okay, but I have a, a comment about that. Uh, first of all, I think I I think I kind of like this show more than anybody else does, so I'm probably going to be the guy who keeps jumping in and being like, "But maybe that's cool." She clearly has like jumped into somebody's body, right? I actually did not get that. Is that what they're doing? That's why I think she like hardly knows who she is or people keep saying like I've seen you before and like she doesn't know what her room is she does I think it's see okay I so did, that's not like a look that the character has chosen she's like see if the, if that's what they're going for that is not something that the show made clear to me because I did not get that at all I thought like this is just the character and she has like she's concussed or something I kinda from got that, accident. I kind of got that too but then maybe she, I'm just I feel like she's remembering things because it doesn't seem like she's learning things now. It seems like she's remembering. So that's where it was like, well, maybe that's not it. Maybe she's been in this. Okay. This is her. So she has memory loss from yeah. that epic car And also that hair that is bad. Yeah, because like if she's... <laughs> oh, it's bad. Why is comic bad. book TV hair so bad? I think it's because they see like, oh, yeah, they have bright colors in the comics. So we need to make bright... Co- but it always looks bad on camera. I love comics because like sometimes one character will like just be yellow <laughs> or like just be purple. Like, <laughs> and then when you have to make that into a show, you're like, um, he wears a purple suit. And the people that complain about Starfire, they cast an African-American. What? She's not supposed to be black. She's yellow. Orange. Why didn't you get a yellow actress? She should be bright orange. Yeah. That's canon. <laughs> That's the color she is. Okay. Well, maybe I, I misread that. Well, I, I mean, you might be right it, it just i didn't get that so we'll see next episode if they address that because if that is what they're doing i will give her storyline a bit more leeway because i think that's sort of interesting but i didn't get that and then the only other one we that got like any legitimate screen time is yeah because beast boy is basically not in this episode yeah. he's in here for like a minute at the very end and what i've read is that's the case for, like the next four he's oh, got really? like one minute at the very end because it's probably expensive because it's expensive to have a beast hell. boy oh, fair <laughs> But so Raven's the only other one that we really get to. And so her story is like... Her story's tragic. Yeah. Like, so some, like, she's dealing with, like, she's... Obviously, we know from the comic, she's, like, the daughter of a demon. Uh, And so she's, like, getting these dreams of Robin's family dying. And then some, like, guy comes and murders her mom in front of her. And she's just on the run. And people are after her. Murders her mom in front of her. The mom was not wearing a pearl necklace. No pearls hit the floor. Uh, so she can't be a superhero. But it's still sad, right? No. I need yeah, this okay. I need the pearls. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Slow-mo of the pearls rolling. <laughs> Do you guys feel like at all this show has so much competition from the cartoon Teen Titans? Which oh my, is so 100%. good. Yes. That was baffling. Way. I didn't know a lot about the show. Like I didn't know what the tone was, but I knew that or I thought that Warner Brothers and DC knew that we weren't down with the grim and gritty anymore. 
and especially because of Berlanti. And then this summer, Teen Titans Go to the Movies came out in theaters. Like, and it's a kids' movie. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Fuck the movie. Fuck everybody's opinion. We're going to go as grim and gritty as possible. Yeah, we're going to outdo ourselves in the grim and gritty department with the property that is the lightest and most fun yeah. of any of our properties. What are and we I think doing? That was the hardest part about watching this TV show is having watched Teen Titans and loving that and being like loving those characters and then having them switch completely and like portraying the characters that they are, really. Yeah. But we should have seen it coming because yeah. of how much they played up fuck Batman. Like yeah. they were right. clearly trying to get us to believe in a, another thing. And I don't know how to feel about the fact that it's a like Teen Titans and there's only four of them. It seems like there should be more. They're gonna are they're gonna like build in the rest, right? Or is it just gonna be these four? Dudes? I think it's these four at least for the entire first season. In the next episode, Hawk and Dove come in, and Hawk and Dove's whole thing is that one is all about war and one is all about peace. And I heard that Dove, the peace one, uh, just still kicks the living shit out of everyone she runs into. <laughs> Jesus, you'll be peaceful when you're dead. I just I can't I I don't think that the DC extended universe understands what we like either they don't understand what we like about superhero stuff or they're trying so hard to not be marvel that they're like fuck it we're not gonna have any jokes this is gonna be the grimmest grittiest thing i i think they are just they saw like the dark knight did well and they were like still that's so long long ago ago right and they're just they're just throwing uh good money after bad they're just doubling down on this thing that does not work the titans Right? Like, let Zack Snyder or whoever have Justice League. The Titans should be different than that. Right. I wish I was watching Supergirl the entire time I was watching And this. isn't it crazy that Berlanti is associated with this? I mean, he was all over this, it, but I never... Well, he's associated to every TV show now. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like kind of they put his name on stuff. I think so, yeah. Okay, because it bore none of the signs of what make his, makes his shows so good. It just felt like someone watched the movies and was like, yeah, I'll TV show that. Yeah. What other it, TV shows has he done? Berlanti? Yeah. All He's the like, CW shows. The oh, Flash, oh, okay. the Supergirl. Riverdale, yeah. Legends. Arrow. Riverdale? Yeah. Wow. Like, if it's based on a comic book and it's on CW, Greg Berlanti essentially did it. And All American. We podcast about it. <laughs> All American, the new football show. Yeah. God Friended Me, the new CBS podcast. He's everywhere, guys. I, I think wow. he Love has- Simon. I believe I he's now that. set a record for the most number of shows that he's, like, showrunner on, on air at the same time. How do you think Shonda feels about that? She's just sitting in her lairs. <laughs> She's like, I wrote Crossroads. Phase three is nearly ready. <laughs> My moment once again. So I, I think... She married a Buster Run. We're, we're almost out of time for this segment. But I think... I don't think that Titans was a... like. I don't think it was poorly made necessarily. I don't think it's like the worst show that we watch. I think it is a, one of those shows that's going to sit squarely in like the middle of just being kind of mediocre and not really achieving what it wants. I think this was the among the worst. I think this was just the first episode, and I, I doubt I'm going to go to a second. If you watch the second and tell me it's great, I'll try the third. I don't know if I'm going to watch the second episode. It's not I mean, going to be an anchor for them on this streaming service either, right? Like, no. People aren't going to watch that and be like, I have to have this streaming service now. But I think this was Powers, production level, writing level. I think this is this was garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't like it, and I... Last time I was on your show, I watched Krypton for the first time. Sorry, yeah, sorry, this <laughs> keeps yeah, happening. Yeah, this is a bad. So, a lot of these are bad. I was trying to think what was worse, Krypton or Titans, and I think I would watch another episode of Krypton. Before I would say I'd watch another episode Greg, of Titans. It seems like you're the most positive on the show. Are you going to watch the second episode? No, I mean <laughs> okay. it's not. Okay. 
It's not that good. It's I I I put it on and was ready for it to be the worst thing I had ever seen. I just okay. didn't think it was that bad. Um, and I may have invented a storyline and <laughs> by not understanding like one of the characters' storylines. And I think I was kind of invested in that fake storyline. I think I would read the Greg fanfic of the pilot before I watched the second episode. <laughs> it would just, I guess it reminded me of Quantum Leap. Uh-huh. He walks around like trying to figure out who he is, but uh, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to watch another one. I am surprised. I didn't think everybody would dislike it as much as they did, but I'm also not like coming up with a lot of ways to defend it. This is just like the one thing, like, you know, we shit on Supergirl, for instance, but that that's made by capable people trying to do a thing. This was cooked up by like the upper level of executives and then incapable artists. Mm-hmm. They combined to do this. Yeah. I like Beast Boy though. I, he was my favorite part. Those last thirty seconds. I'll even take a CGI <laughs> tiger. Like yeah. those are my favorite Walking Dead episodes is that too. The most oh, yeah. Give me that tiger. <laughs> is that the best way to steal a video game? Be a tiger. Be a tiger. And that kind of did make me it mad. It seems like you need to do something with opposable thumbs. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I'm no, I'm like no boy. boy of the beast. What if he was just a boy? Yeah, that or would like, work. He can turn into a monkey. So what if he was just a monkey? Like you could crawl monkey, through the ducks, drop rodent, down. prairie dog. I could think Any, of human. Yeah. <laughs> Any anything with a prehensile tail. I'm I'm about down like for a hawk. If you're a hawk, yeah. you could a marsupialami. Yeah, any of those things. Can Beast Boy fly if he's Be a, a fucking bird? kangaroo? I think so. Yeah. Man, I would have no time for being a superhero if I could just turn into a bird and fly around. That is uh, actually the uh, a major plot point in the Animorph series, which Mike is <laughs> not here to talk oh, fuck. to me about. Here we go. But one of the characters in one of their first outings, he becomes a hawk, and he's like, "I love it so much," but he stays a hawk too long, and now his permanent form is a hawk, and he can only for an hour at a time turn into a human. That's very. That's all I would mean. Now, that is all that the time we have to talk about Titans. Titans is on the DC Extended Universe app. I think it's DC Universe. Uh, go there. You can get a subscription and watch Titans and read some comic books if you want. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do that if you <laughs> the, so choose. The Titans books from the 70s? Yeah. Enjoy, dude. Oh, uh, with that Nightwing blue collar. You guys remember that? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. The giant blue collar. You know what? I, I missed that. That's good. I think that has an appeal all its own. It's at least a choice. So much of Nightwing is so flat. At least that's like a choice. Uh That is it for Titans. Now we move on to a little something called the tape. Now we're here in the tape end. This is the part of the show where they unleash me from the wall. I get to do whatever I want. And there are no laws anymore. I get to do anything I want with impunity. It's like the purge, but a one-man purge, and you're all my victims. (laughs) This week, speaking of the purge, we got the news that like one of the guys from Riverdale... He had to admit that, no, he wasn't hired by Courtney Love to murder his, her daughter's ex-husband. I like it as admitting it. Okay, yeah, everybody, like, listen. I, yeah. I have to fess up. That never happened, okay? I'm sorry I said it did. So my question to you is, what character or actor from one of the shows that we watch would you like to see commit murder? Oh, can oh. I go? Can I? Yes. Greg, and uh, who would they murder? Okay. Uh, you were just ringing in. You weren't saying Greg, right? No. Greg is not your uh, pick. But I am the victim. Okay. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I would like the guy that played Chick from Riverdale. I don't know if it can also be someone from Riverdale, but the guy that played Chick, I would like him to murder me. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's why, why him and why you? Uh, me, because being dead seems like super relaxing. It just it, it seems like a lot better than being alive. There's a lot less to do. 
That does uh, seem nice. And Chick, I feel like the actor for him to so convincingly play a psycho must really be a psycho. And I don't want to get like one of these murders where it's like a, a shitty job is done. I want like a right. le- I want to be le- legitimately murdered. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Greg's correct. Plus, he w- he's already murdered so much time in our lives having to watch him. So far, so far, Greg has already won the segment. But what you guys, fuck? but you guys can continue. Caitlin, who do you have? I want the Iron Fist to murder someone because I feel like it'll just make him so conflicted that he'll self like, um, he'll like combust inside and then he'll die too, and then that'll like solve a lot of issues, and I won't have to watch it anymore. Oh, double wow. murder. Yep. Well, well, would it? Uh, please you to know that Iron Fist has been canceled. I found that out and I rejoiced. I thought it murdered was murdered by Netflix. <laughs> I thought season two was completely off Netflix after that, but it's still <laughs> on there. Oh yeah, no. I wish whenever a show got canceled, it just got erased from the earth, <laughs> like 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 salt like salt their land, like murder their children. Like you're not allowed to even admit that it did exist. Everyone yeah, has to like, pretend it's like that Shazam movie. D- d- yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, we, Greg, no, Greg. We all know. We no. all have to pretend like it didn't exist. Greg, we all know that Nelson Mandela played me. a genie in a movie. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, you guys are making fun of this thing that I truly believe, and it's hurtful. Ryan, who do you want to see murder someone? Uh, like, am I with him? Can I like help him out? I thought I, I mean, we were going to go want. murder together. Yeah. All right. So I am. This is not a draft, right? I can steal Caitlin's pick. Sure. But I'm picking Dan and Rand or Finn Jones because if we go on any adventure whether it's murder or not, I will be more capable. And that just never <laughs> happens to me. Like, I'm going to be better at whatever we do. And so I can't imagine going on, like, some sort of murder-planned heist thing I'm and me having to, like, dictate rules. I'm uncomfortable with murder being described as an adventure. It's a, it's a tiny... It's life's greatest adventure, right? Isn't that what Hook said? I'm, I'm honestly really happy that this segment about celebrities murdering people turned into just a way to dunk on Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much everyone's in unison. They're like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." I bet he couldn't even murder right. <laughs> Fucking asshole. What is his name short for? It's short for Finnison Jensen. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So that's that's Finn Jones, little curly haired idiot. Can't even punch good. Taylor, not to not to speak out of turn, but is there anybody you would like to see murder well, somebody? Obviously, I want to see Stephen Amell just like rip someone apart. I, I'm filling in for Mike this week. <laughs> I just want to see Stephen Amell just like take someone like but like do that cartoon thing where you take them by the head, like the top of the head, uh-huh. and you just rip them apart like they're a piece of paper all the way down. And just like that classic, you watch some funky stroke. cartoons, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know that classic thing where like Bugs Bunny would show up and just like <laughs> eviscerate Elmer Fudd. What's that and, cartoon like, thing where like you pop their eye out like a pimple and just fuck them for an hour? Yeah, like what's that thing where like you end up being Paul Bernardo and you're a cartoon and you just murder and then eat a bunch of women? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Paul Bernardo didn't eat women. He just raped and murdered them with his girlfriend Carla Hamolka. And then, you know, the classic Canadian cartoon that we all watched. I think that was an episode of Scooby-Doo. This is how parents keep their Canadian kids so nice. Yeah. Like, watch these cartoons, or this is how life is going to be. He's like, oh, I'm very sorry. Or that classic cartoon <laughs> trope where, like, Elmer Fudd would just take Daffy Duck's face and just grind it on broken glass for a while. <laughs> yeah. Fuck bugs. <laughs> oh, fuck bugs is the name of the, uh, very disturbing Goosebumps. <laughs> That's it for the tape-in. That's all the time we had for that wonderful segment. If you want more of that, you can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and get all of the extended versions of these segments that we do and other fancy shows. Help us out a little bit on patreon.com slash 
your pop filter. Now we go to the poll list, the part of the show we talk about every other live action show that we talked about this week. We'll just cut that. <laughs> now we're here in the poll list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. First off, starting it off, is The Flash. This week on The Flash, Barry and Nora come clean about her lies because, thank God, they learned some goddamn lessons from previous seasons. They go to a crime scene where someone has been compressed into a block, and they try to find the meta responsible, eventually running into Cicada, the new big bad of the season, who is also after that meta. Meanwhile, Ralph and Caitlin help Cisco get over his breakup to Gypsy. So I'm going to ask you this. If you could compress something into a block, anything you want, what would it be? Beef jerky. Oh. Watermelon. Wow. A really I, sharp cheddar cheese. I don't know what I expected to come out of this, but like, I'm no offense to you, Greg. Yours was the most expected, and <laughs> I that is very unexpected. Like, ah, uh, that. Greg, when you say that, do you mean like it's like it has that taste or the edges? Like, we'll cut a motherfucker. Yeah, I want it to be a, a real as sharp, sharp as possible. Yeah. It's the sharpest cheese. Yeah. 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 I, I did the my moment of the week. I didn't actually watch this episode, but the episode was called Blocked. And. <laughs> Back pressing into blocks, and I liked that. I may watch The Flash next week, but I didn't this week. Your next show this week is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead, we jump ahead another month as Rick relays to Negan the story of a particularly hard day repairing the bridge for their trade routes when a savior slacks off and causes a herd to stumble on the workers, leading to an accident that costs Aaron his arm. Meanwhile, Maggie refuses to send more food until they get more supplies in return and puts the man who killed her Tried to kill her on probation after his jail sentence. You kill me? You're on probation, mister. You're on probation. <laughs> Harsh. The episode ends with the first potential off screen appearance of the Whisperers. Oh, damn, they're doing it. <sighs> Taste buds, I ask you this. If I told you that this episode of The Walking Dead has cemented my idea that this season is off to a good start and The Walking Dead is worth watching again, would you believe me? I believe you think that. I believe you will be disappointed soon. I believe I will I, not be watching. I full, I understand like there are they are laying the groundwork for potentially a show that I don't like. And I know like I've I've been hurt by this before. Like they have a new showrunner, the show is doing better again. They've done this to me before and then after like a season or like half season, it'll be garbage again. But I think up to, for this next eight episodes, I am so on board. Right now, they are doing a storyline where it is a group of people who we've seen for like six years or longer on this show, like fight and die for each other. And like they are essentially a family, just be driven apart by like differences in what they think the new society should look like and like politics. And it's actually believable, engageable, like interesting television. And I like watching it. Do you think that someone who hasn't watched any of The Walking Dead like myself could jump in right now and watch this and enjoy it? Yes. There are going to be like a few characters that you're like, I don't fully get what's up with them. But like this season is such a like the last three seasons have basically been killing off characters that people knew and introducing new characters. And now like they are making it seem like everything is like this is a community, and even if you don't know the whole backstory of a character, like, I still felt bad for this character who ha got injured in this episode. I don't know anything about Aaron as a character, but, like, they gave me just enough in this episode and make every life now feel interesting and valuable that I was like, I'm upset that this guy can't, like, can't use his arm anymore just because 
they are treating life as if it's important again, which I think for the last like five seasons of The Walking Dead, who gives a shit if someone dies? And you just like you just disregarded the fact that Aaron has mechanical spider legs and only talks with air horn noises, right? You just you just cared about the arm that he lost. I just cared about the arm that he lost, guys. The Walking Dead is good again. My moment of the week was when uh, the uh, Jadis, the like creepy lady from past couple seasons, uh, is now part of Rick's group and is hitting hard on the preacher guy and totally gives him a handy slash blowy just out in the open in the middle of the episode. It was very, it was almost extremely explicit. And wow. It was just such a bizarre turn that I was not expecting. I was like, oh, that was weird. The Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your nexter this week is The Gifted. This week on The Gifted, the gang goes on a mission to stop a heist, which is akin to turning this whole universe upside down. The object of the heist is, heist is a mysterious mutant in a mental facility for mutants. Mama and Papa Strucker first deprive a junkie of drugs to force him to hack for them, then nearly kill him by pumping him full of drugs to fuel his abilities. Lorna lets out the inmates to help the Hellfire Club get away, and Andy knocks Lauren the fuck out just for good measure. The bad guys do end up getting away with the secret mutant, but because this is a TV show, we don't get to know who it is yet. So, Taste Friends, I ask you this. Is this intra-main character conflict really a source of tension, or are we just waiting for these people to all make up with no real costs? Yeah, like when you uh, you were talking about The Flash, and Nora was like, uh, she has a secret, and then tells them. That's so crazy for one of these hours. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like... Let's get, what, three, four more episodes out of this? It's so weird in this particular episode. They want to get this mutant. And everyone, like, looks at who the mutant is, like, on a screen and goes, like, oh, yeah, and nods. And then w- right at the end of the episode, the, this mutant, whoever the person is, slowly turns around. And right before you see the face, which I'm assuming we will recognize, uh, I, I guess, because of the, how much tension there, they cut away. So got to wait until next week to see it. But you think that it's like going to be a famous character that we have heard of? That's the way the show treated it. They all certainly know who it is. The like, only other thing I could think it would be a character died in the first season, and if it turned out to be her. So we, have, yeah. we would have to care about the gifted in order to get anything out of it. Yeah, but... Wait, it, so it's definitively a female character? No, no, no. That, that oh. isn't even... Oh. They just keep calling the person the mutant, and then being oh. like, oh, yeah, this per- person matters. But because of the familiarity of the characters within the show with this person, it feels like when they introduced the Stepford Cuckoos, they were like, that's right, everybody, we got the Stepford Cuckoos. And America was like, qua? Like, (laughs) what? Who is that? We don't know who that is, except for like a very few people. So it might be that, that it's going to be like, that's right, it's Bishop, you know? (laughs) Bishop, that'd be a good get, I think. (laughs) I couldn't think of a character bad enough to be honest bishop would be way better because i when when i'm thinking about this show on fox i'm thinking like this has to be like magneto or someone like people someone that people are gonna know that is kind of how they like showed the episode like if you watched it like the language seemed to indicate it was going to be someone that big but there's no way it is they like are only allowed to mention the x-men like once an episode do you have a moment of the week okay my moment of the week is uh there's a lot of crazy stuff with like they're threatening a junkie with withdrawal and then giving him too many drugs. But the moment of the week is they have to go, they have to find someone to hack something for them. So I don't know if you remember the character, The Wire, from the first episode, yes. like way over the top. Yes, I they do. They get to where he is and they're like, where is The Wire? You're his brother, Graf. And Graf is like, 
Oh, yeah. The Wire died. So it's going to be me because clearly they stepped in and they were like, this guy can't be on the show. Oh, anymore. my God. Awesome. So Good he job, got, Gifted. Wait, he did, got, did that happen twice in this week? He got poochied hardcore. <laughs> that guy dead. That guy died on the way back to his home planet. Don't I hope he kept his him. Gifted Oh, my receipt. God. That's amazing. All right. Guys. And that's my moment of the week. I thought it would make you guys very happy. It yeah. did. The Gifted is on Monday nights on Fox. Your next show this week is Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, one of the pod kids busts out and takes to the streets of Freeland with air powers and no idea what is going on 30 years into what she thinks of as the future. Lynn brings Issa home, the meta who came back from the dead, and his power makes people tell the truth, which usually ends up with them saying some really effed up shiz. And Jefferson announces he is stepping down as principal and gets a wonderful Oh Captain, My Captain moment from his students. My dude, I ask you this. Have you ever attended a school where, where you would give two shits about the principal leaving? Not, Not at, at all. all. Every <laughs> single student in this school is like, we love you, Jefferson Pierce. Man, I didn't know who the principal of my high school was when I went to my high school. Like, I, I couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. Man, when I graduated high school the next year, my school got in a whole bunch of trouble because we owed, like, $3 million in back taxes <laughs> that we didn't pay, and wow. our principal got fired. And, like, a whole bunch of people were like, yeah, that makes sense. That's their entire job. Don't lose $3 million. And he yeah. fucked it up. Like, he just he did it. They're just like, Otherwise, what? they don't do anything. Like they have no effect on your life. Yeah, I can't think of my principal right now. In I mean, neither. From high school, no. No way. I'm well, trying to remember who he actually was, and I just remember he got fired for not. <laughs> that's how dollars. important that that principal is in that universe. But it is Jefferson. Like, yeah, he's the best principal of all and time. And he like right? my principal also didn't greet everyone who came to school every single day, and Jefferson does. And my principal couldn't shoot like electricity out of his hands. Yeah, mm. bad Greg, principal. Greg, I have to ask you: Was there a God Holly original in this episode? There was not. God there, but there's a Could you new, give us one then? There's a new character uh, who is just introduced uh, singing and playing the guitar. And I feel like this Green show light. is trying to do a little <laughs> bit of the Luke Cage, like tonight's musical guest is this oh, person. Yeah. I didn't look her up to see if she was a, a real person, but my moment of the week is Anissa's at this party and this lady's like playing and singing and the lady like is kind of looking at Anissa and this is kind of looking at the lady. And uh, after she's done, Anissa steps to this chick with so much game that I was almost blushing and then goes home with her like that instant. It's not someone she knew ahead of time. She's just like, damn, when you were playing, I was like, imagine taking off all your clothes. And she's like, hey, I like you. And she's like, listen, when you tell everyone else to get out of here, why don't you and I hang out a little bit? And she's like, I'm going to tell everyone to get out of here right now. And then it cuts to the next day and the two of them are like hanging out and it's clear they banged. And it's. This these scenes are not necessarily connected to anything else that happens in the show, but uh, Anissa, she's a pickup artist. She got game. Yeah, she got that mad game. I also want to give it up real quick to the truth serum power because it, a lot of people have it. Like it's a common power, but nobody's ever like, oh my god, I don't really like chocolate and peanut butter mixed. It's always the deepest, darkest shit that yeah. immediately gets launched out of the mouth. These people start going like, remember the effect Loki had on the Avengers in the first Avengers movie? These people start going like the 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 Jefferson clan, the Pierce clan. Start going ham on each other. <laughs> Nobody just goes like, I love this gravy. It's nice. The yeah. truth they decide to like let out is like, I resent you for what you said. And it's like, whoa, damn. Or the mom from the last episode. I wish you were still dead. I'm, I I, I'm, glad, you you were, I'm glad when you wow. died. That uh, Issa's sister shows up and she basically lays the same thing on him. Like, what if the mom had just said, I don't 
I don't find The Bachelorette entertaining. Like yeah. that's the truth, you know. Black Lightning is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Your next show is Arrow. On the seventh season premiere of Arrow, Oliver Queen heads to Juvie to try and get all the prisoners to play a football game. He realizes this would obviously start a riot, so he instead cancels the idea and pouts in his cell. Meanwhile, Arrow decides to be the first show in TV history to dump the flashback they've relied on for their entire run yeah! for a flash forward. God damn it! <laughs> which calls for a mystery character to get back to the island. More on that in a sec. <laughs> but Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is it okay for a show like Arrow, who's never, like, they've never done a prison thing, and now they are, to hit all the exact same beats that every other prison show has ever done, or is that just hacky writing? It's so weird how all these shows do this move, put the person in prison, and then the football game? Like That, is- that was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, everyone's in prison having football? Yeah, and Barry's <laughs> like, oh, I was in prison last season. I, yeah. I, was, I was about to say, like, so many of these characters have to go to prison for at least three episodes. You cannot be in prison for less than three episodes. But we were talking last week about Riverdale about how we're, they're doing the true detective thing. If that's a trope now, let's just say. But we're, we're doing the Riverdale version of it. Is this the Arrow version of all the tried and true jail stories? Because they were, I mean, they were all tropey. Or is this like, oh, you guys thought of the jail thing and did no more thinking whatsoever? Yeah, that. I mean, that did the way you're describing it. That's totally what it sounds like. They, uh, they got him to commit a crime. They, like, blackmailed him. Uh, there was a fight in the shower, and it was gnarly. Uh, they got him a little buddy to protect. Like, all of the stuff that happens in jail stories, it was all here. Does wow, he have, like, a... Episode. Does he have a prison wife yet? No, not yet. <laughs> did, but they're coming. Did someone uh, try to take his shoes when he's walked the yard? <laughs> Man, those shoes. I gotta get those shoes. It's, I, I swear, like, because of the Flash did it, like, there's always, like, yeah, he's a superhero, but now he's in the yard. <laughs> anything goes here. The other thing, too, is that uh, all the bad guys, he, they put Ollie in the jail with all of his ex-bad guys, who he is in prison, and they all think, like, oh, he doesn't have his bow and arrow, so he's definitely easy to beat. That's not fucking true, guys. This He's dude does get the salmon out of ladders here. all day. Idiots. So did he do the in prison salmon ladder? He no, there was like he did do some working out. He did that yeah. thing that like I can do. I just choose not to. Uh, where you do a handstand and then yeah. you just go up and down. You know, it's, it's like, so oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so showy. There's I know, no right? I, I work out in different ways. Yeah, of course. Did, did he get in a fight with anyone? Oh, the shower fight. Oh, was, besides the shower fight. They, there was like nine old bad guys mm-hmm. that all attacked him in the shower, and it was brutal. Like, uh, they used the tile walls that showers have to push heads through the entire time. Oh. It was actually awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. It was no Eastern Promises, but it was dope. <laughs> Did you have a moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week. This is always going to work on me. Like, if you talk about the thing that you're stealing from out loud in dialogue, that's my least favorite thing. Uh, but Ollie... A guy who was put in jail and shouldn't have been it was wrongfully accused and all that stuff walks up to a bad guy and hits him with the book, The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> there we go, guys. That's how we do it. All right. Arrow is on Thursday nights on The CW. Your next show this week is Supergirl. This week on The Supergirl. Just when Kara starts to feel like she has little control over her life, a rash of crimes begins to hint at a growing tide of anti-alien sentiment. But Kara doesn't want to face it, even when John tells her to check her privilege. When Kara finally learns John is right, he says he cannot, he cannot help her stop an attack on a summit hosted by President Linda Carter because he must honor his father's wish and no longer fight. The Supergirl is able to foil the attack, but not before President Linda Carter is revealed to the world to be secretly an alien. 
If all this wasn't bonkers enough, the episode ends with what is clearly like a clone or alternate Supergirl in Russia, and it doesn't appear to be Overgirl from the Crisis plotline. So, good friends, I ask you this. Are we ready for a season of the Supergirl that mirrors the unrest in our real country, or should we just get the Supergirl clone? Get to the Supergirl clone. What of those two things? If I, I'm telling you that in this episode, I mean, there's, there's no way that those things don't overlap, right? I know, like I they're like doing the Russia thing. Yeah, this is uh, like so ripped from the headlines. It's like uncomfortable. It's weird. So obviously, like these are aliens in Trump's America, mm-hmm. and then there's gonna be a bad guy from Russia. And then the whole part where Wynn ran up and he was like, "I did not conspire with Courtney Love to murder <laughs> some dude for a guitar." <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was weird, too, because it's like, okay, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's like, uh, all right. Um, I did like the fact how they – I haven't watched the show before. This is my one of my first times watching the show, so I don't know if they really fleshed out the aliens beforehand, but each one of the aliens were very, very different. So they had mm-hmm. the guy who had his like – Arm tusks? His, yeah, arm tusks, and he they had like a special – like. Um, like, you know how they have the hand screeners to get uh-huh. in things? He has a little tusk reader yeah. to get in. To so get into a door, I yet. really enjoyed all the little alien things that they had in there and how they accommodated aliens. And I did think it was... I think it was interesting that, like, Supergirl is an alien that looks so much like a human. Yeah. And everybody loves her versus these people, like, some of them have, like, faces that... The make, Morlocks. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the Gifted kind of did start talking about that. But the part that I thought was interesting about it, I guess, is for our hero to be like, I don't know, you guys. I don't really see that this is a problem. Like, everyone's really nice to me. And to have John be like, okay, look at you. (laughs) Like, just because things are easy for you doesn't mean that Arm Tusks is out there having an easy life. Like, these people are driving by and calling him Roach and throwing shit at him. And then now there's obviously, like, just anti-alien, like, bad guys a twin squad yeah there's sibling squad they're not twins yeah (laughs) but i just don't feel like there's a lot of mileage there and if they're going to do red sun with red daughter like i want to get to russia supergirl right away and i care way more about that who the hell is she alternate dimension clone there's a lot out there for supergirl to draw on I, i just think that's more interesting than this like we hate aliens now the big conversation that uh, Mike and I always used to have about Supergirl when it first started, because it's always been about ripped from the headlines, love everyone, liberal bullshit, yeah. you know, I hate, obviously, uh, is, is it giving messages to an audience that is younger and needs it, or is it just bad at its job? And it would switch off episode from episode. Some of them we were, like, blown away by. Like, that was awesomely done. To I, me, you know what it seems like? It seems like uh, it's preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. If you watch Supergirl, you're like, man... It, you should be nice to people, even if they're different than you. So then to have a show be like, don't you think you should be nice to people even if they're different than you? Yeah, right. that's why that's what Supergirl fans think. Mm-hmm. And I do think every like you're right. Sometimes it does do a really good job. I think most of those involved Ally McBeal, like since she left, it went downhill. But yeah, I I think that the Supergirl record is like seventy thirty of like missing those episodes and hitting those episodes. And you're saying that as an adult, but a TV critic who knows what a good episode for kids are and a bad episode for kids is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this episode would have been good for kids. I think I saw through it kind of, but I think if you're younger and you kind of don't know, and maybe this is something that you need to learn, I feel like a kid would be able to, you know, relate it to the real life, but not see too far into it. That's such a good point. Cause imagine you're like 12 
and you maybe are still up for grabs whether you're going to be liberal or conservative and your parents are like super conservative but they don't mind if you watch supergirl that person might need this message Mm -hmm. and Mm. and get it then you know and have some something in their lives that isn't just i am arm tusks (laughs) we are all arm tusks hashtag we just created a hashtag Hashtag moments of the week Moment of the week. Oh, moment of the week. Uh, mine is when <laughs> Brady, he's one of the aliens, and he's definitely the most alien of the aliens because he just is awkward in every single way. And he says he's going to filter through the dark web, and then he continues to go and talk about how he uses all these different internet terms, like, oh, yes, I must clear my cache. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like to find, I don't even remember what he was trying to find, but I was like, oh, my gosh. The concept of the dark web is so <laughs> important to all the shows we watch, and people are always just like, they are looking on the dark web, or it's on the dark web, or I can't even find a trace of it on the dark web. Nobody knows what the dark web is. It's so important. I love the chemistry between Brainy and Kara's uh, sister, Alex. Like, the two of them, I thought, did really well. Yeah. My moment is, uh, it may have been a little hammy, but the, the conversation between John and Kara, and um, specifically when he talks about, like, so many people accepted aliens for so long, and then this is, like, probably backlash against that. And I do think that's an interesting commentary on, like, why we have Trump post-Obama. And that's the thing that this show does, too, is that even when it's too hammy and it's too forced, a lot of the performances help yeah. keep your eyes from rolling. I do love Kara's jackpot of being an alien. Like, not only do you look human, you look like fucking Melissa Benoist. I know. Like, Good job. And you're out there, like, saving little kids. They did that, you know, talking about Krypton Red Sun, they did the red balloon shot. Like where she saves somebody, saves a little girl, but then also takes the time to like give her a red balloon, which I thought was an interesting shout out to Ridson. Supergirl is on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Netflix's Iron Fist. On the sixth episode of the second season of Iron Fist, Danny and Mary team up to stop Davos because even even though they don't like each other, they like Davos less. And as the old saying goes, my enemy of friends is Ross. <laughs> Meanwhile, Colleen and Misty team up for this season's backdoor pilot, attempting to take down magic tattoo artists. All of this ends with a kick-ass Daughters of the Dragon fight and Danny Rand with a broken leg. Chase Buds, I tell you this. I watched five episodes of Iron Fist back-to-back this weekend, <laughs> and I have to tell you, some shows may actually need to be binged. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. I agree with that. I actually did the same thing. Um, I finished Luke Cage, and then I went straight through five episodes, and I was like, this isn't as bad as it was luke cage because i didn't enjoy luke cage that much i was like watching five of these wasn't as bad as maybe watching these week for week the thing is is that like we have to we're paid to come here and discuss every hour of these netflix shows as if it's its own thing and there's just not enough there Mm -hmm. but watching five in a row i think i did first of all i don't remember what happened in the sixth episode like it's all blended together but when nothing happens it's sort of okay you know it's like do you guys remember when you were kids and your parents would just watch like Good Morning America for four hours uh-huh. and yeah. they didn't get anything from it, but it just went sort of in their eyes. That's what this was like. And like, I was never on the edge of my seat, but I was never pissed. You know, yeah. I, I enjoyed the time. <laughs> I went to bed really nicely afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk real quick. I don't think that we've talked enough about Mary. I think that she's actually delivering a really good performance. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the fact that she switches characters. She has multiple pers- or what's the multiple um, the more politically correct term, DID. Yeah. Damsel in distress. Dissociative <laughs> identity disorder. Yes. Thank you. Um, and if you do that as an actor or an actress, then you just, everyone loves it, right? Oh, you're doing two characters. But I'm not saying it because of that. It's her, like, sort of hardcore militant character 
that she is most of the time that I think is awesome. Like oh, it's yeah. creepy and uh, like it's still interesting even though she's like stoic and weird. I think she's killing it. I think she's really good and you can distinguish the characters between each other. Very much so. She does a great job at that and also part of her hates herself. Like mm-hmm. she hates both sides of her and also her relationship with Danny in both of them. She's friends with Danny in both like of her identities. So I thought that was interesting. Davos, I feel like is an annoying whiny guy and he's annoying. And I really le- latch on to Mary more. Cause sure. you don't know if she's a good person or a bad person because it really depends on the day or whether water's running. Let me ask you this though about Davos. All actors, all dude actors are shorter than we think they are. Yeah. But Davos is legit like 5'2". Is that <laughs> part of why he's so annoying? Probably. He's, he's such got a little... short man syndrome. He's got two red fists, though. So, you know. That's true, yeah. He's super cool. Two red fists and no broken leg. And, and- Danny Rand and, like, broke his leg. He, like, I don't know, he walked into, like, a Pepsi machine and just <laughs> fell over. He also has, you know, uh, Davos is now a, a Southside Serpent. Have you heard? Because <laughs> uh, he's got a giant, like, steel snake on his back. So uh, okay, so they're really branching out now. They're like yeah. going into other shows. Arrow, yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> Do you know? Can you explain what's up with the tattoos? Um. So do uh, they turn you into the Iron Fist? I didn't really get. I didn't really buy like what they're trying to sell us with. You know, just with the tattoo with some dead skin of an old Iron Fist. Which first of all, how'd you get an old Iron Fist? Because that should be in Kunlun. <laughs> like that was what I was thinking. Amazon. And then blood of. Danny Rand, the current Iron Fist. How can you steal his power? I don't. I don't get it. But. And it screams of like old people trying to be cool. Yeah. Like we'll do it with tattoos yeah. and dubstep. Right. <laughs> That's how they get their powers. Fidget spinners. <laughs> so after having watched these episodes, are you guys surprised that Iron Fist is the first of the Netflix shows to get canceled? Not at all. Uh, it is the worst. But I do think that actually, what might be the worst, and I think what got canceled first, even though it's not official, is Defenders. Yeah. Like, oh, that was yeah. the messiest bullshit. And they're just saying that that was a one-season thing, as opposed to, we're canceling that shit. But I think I would rather go for a third season of Iron Fist, based on what I watched last weekend, than more Defenders garbage. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. I actually like Defenders a lot more than Iron Oh, Fist. me too. A thousand percent more than Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage. Did you guys have moments of the week? Uh, I did. It was the ridiculous fight in the tattoo parlor with the the... Daughters of the Dragon, both uh, uh, Colleen and Misty, because I thought it was ridiculous. Why should these tattoo artists be able to fight so well against Colleen and Misty, who are trained, especially Colleen, who's been training as basically like a ninja? And they put up a good fight, but I, I enjoyed it. It's love. I love watching these characters uh, look up and be like, oh, wait, we're part of the MCU. And then they just know exactly how to fight. Um, okay, how about Defender Season 2 or Daughters of the Dragon Season 1? What would you pick out of those two? Defenders even too. All right. Uh, my moment of the week is just Ward. I just love Ward oh, so yeah. much. Uh, he's doing a thing with his performance that I don't understand. He is like, he's sober now, but he just talks fucked up all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's the kind of fucked up where it's like, it's like soccer mom fucked up. Like he always sounds like he just had two glasses of shard and like a <laughs> random pill he found in his purse. It's not an accent. I don't know what he's doing, but I can't get enough of it. I also like that very much. Yeah. I like Ward actually a lot this season. I do too, dude. I really enjoy him. Iron Fist is on Netflix all the time. We are watching it week by week, and when we're done, that'll be it. It's, on, it's over now. Your final show this week is Riverdale. This week on Riverdale, Archie starts his prison sentence by getting the shit kicked out of him, and then longest yarding his way into a prison riot and gets his shit kicked in once again. 
Meanwhile, Kevin joins ROTC to be with Moose, and Veronica gets a fake ID. And Betty and Jughead track down the missing scout in Dilton Doily's bunker and encounter what seems to be a real living Gargoyle King. <laughs> Gentlemen, I ask you this. What the fuck is up with the real living Gargoyle King? <laughs> it seems like they're doing a Jumanji thing. Because the parents come in and like, oh, we buried this kind of thing in the yeah. past. They so shouldn't have found this. The end of the episode, the parents are like, yeah, we did this thing. And like we away, like we buried it f- long ago, and now it's back. Like, what the fuck happened? What is this show fucking? <laughs> what's happening? I love it. So it's True Detective, right? And then now we have it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it seems to be like that. Yeah, I think it's like just they have like this local like demigod that is like this evil, weird creature that has to be appeased. And they have the town is always falling on the town to like appease this local thing. And now it's like it's come back again. And they're all like being part of being an adult in Riverdale is knowing that there is a Carcoyle King. <laughs> and sometimes he comes around and like you have to find some way to appease him. Do you guys would you bet right now that there is actual supernatural stuff going on? Or do you think that we're going to get some sort of Scooby-Doo ending where none well, of this... I think I think it might kind of be going the Scooby-Doo ending way. And let me tell you why. Did you notice they tried to erase Hover Babies like from existence? Uh-huh. They, in the previously on, they didn't show the babies Hover. And then nobody mentioned, including uh, Betty, that the babies no. Hover. Well, Betty did, but they were like... Uh, that's a hallucination, oh, yeah. idiot. Okay. Right. They wrote it off as a hallucination. But, but it seemed like she started to believe it? Or yeah. is she just saying that? She no, it did seem like it. she started to believe it. But does she Jughead. does she actually believe it, or does she just not want to give Jughead more shit to worry about? I think she actually believes it because she, Betty's a character. Well, she'll dig into it if she knows something's up because that's her whole detective thing, and she'd tell Jug, I think. And even though the Alice and Polly are the two worst people in her lives, they're you know you have a soft spot for your mom and your sister. Well, I guess it must have been a hallucination then. Yeah. I think I, I honestly think that there is some supernatural stuff going on and if not if not then i am so excited for whatever the fucking explanation is because now we've got uh what is what is her name uh i I can't remember the daughter's name but the daughter of edgar evernever uh uh, has showed up and she is giving like a weird stare when ethel fucking hereditaries in the (laughs) in the like teacher's lounge that they Uh hang out in where like and so, like, that's weird things going on. We've now had two suicides because Ben, when they go to visit him in the hospital, he's better now. And he's just like, oh, I'm, I've, I'm ready to ascend. I'm ready to go. And he jumps out a fucking window and, and dies. It was a good window to jump out of because there were nine cars below that window. Like, there were <laughs> yeah. so many alarms. I do want to give it up to uh, Ms. Evernever because uh, I think that she did a good Ms. job Evernever? after watching uh, Barb like disco dance her way into a seizure of like having a really like blank face. Like she didn't go, uh, I did that. Yeah. And she wasn't like, what's going on? Like it was hard to read her. Yeah. I'm very interested to find out what's happening with this fucking gargoyle King. So let's talk about, so they Dilton is definitively dead, which is upsetting because Mm -hmm. very rarely now will we hear people say the name Dilton doily. (laughs) And there's just something so great about Dilton doily's underground bunker. (laughs) It really is. It's great. So they've been playing this game in this underground bunker and they, and Betty and Jughead are supposed to meet Ethel and they run into this fucking demon King and get run off. And then they finally go to the bunker and they find all of the like stuff that they've been using and the information about the game. And then they have, and I watch a lot of horror movies, and I am generally prepared for this shit. I have not 
out loud shouted that loudly at a jump scare in so long. I Misha Barton from Six Sense under the bed. Yes, it, like she she flips up the thing, and I'm expecting there to be like a new clue because that's what the show is trained uh-huh. me for. And this fucking little scout kid with like a full painted face jumps out, and, ah! and I I scream like I woke up. I think my neighbors because I started <laughs> watching this early in the morning. It scared the shit out of me. I jumped so high. <laughs> oh, like that was such a good Not scare. Ready. But and so that's because spooky. they've done such an effective job of creeping us out with all this gargoyle king. And then deflated it, not in a bad way, but deflated it immediately. He's just like at the police office being like, I'm a little kid. Oh, I yeah. just got scared. That's me. Okay, so what did you guys think of uh, when they went to the uh, the coroner's office and they're like, Dr. Curdle, and he did another thing like happened on another show this week where he was like, oh, no. Uh, I'm Dr. Curdle's son. Oh, Dr. Curdle yes. died. <laughs> and, th- and then they did not change any of the rest of the lines. That they- It was like they already had the script written. Uh-huh. He was just like, so did you bring the money? <laughs> and and the moment when people tell me that they think they don't like Riverdale because they don't think it knows what it's doing, they did that whole bit where he's like, no, I'm his son, and then gave him a name tag that just says Dr. Curdle Jr. <laughs> But it's not just that, though. Like, I can see the argument of Riverdale knows what it's doing and it's bad at it. But that scene has the perfect Riverdale line. Like, that makes me know that they're, they know what they're doing and they're doing it well. Because he says, yes. this is not Jason Blossom. This is not the Black Hood Killer. Yeah. This is the third season and it's way scarier. That's that honestly, that's my moment of the week is when he just says, This season's gonna be darker than the other season. That he looks at the camera and he's like, only on the CW. <laughs> okay. Not to keep going back to this, but do you remember how they ominously talked about swimming in that swimming hole past Labor Day? I wanna know what's up with that. Is that gonna come back or is that just like is that gone forever? A thing that I have written in my notes for this week is remember. Moose's girlfriend was murdered live on stage three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin's like, dude, Moose, get over it and be gay. (laughs) Like, I understand Kevin feels left out because his boyfriend, who he's been with all summer, is now, like, feeling like he can't be open with, like, other people about it. And I understand that that is rough. And you understand that Moose is distracted by the Riverdale ROTC, or the (laughs) RROTC. But... Give him a little slack. His steady girlfriend was murdered live on stage at a production of Carrie the Musical three months ago by your best friend's dad. <laughs> so, like, give it a little bit more time. Three months on this show is a really, really yeah. long time. By the next day, you yeah. should be dating somebody else. <laughs> um, I So let's talk about the entire prison bit. Oh, so... Real quick before you get into that, Taylor, what is pushing you forward more, uh, True Detective or Archie in prison? I, I before this episode, I would have absolutely said True Detective. The moment that Archie pulled everyone into a football game by like basically saying, "Hey, our oppressors are putting us down. Let's rise together and through collective action, fucking overthrow this prison." Archie is a class ally, uh, and yeah. I am here for it. <laughs> Let's all support Archie in his uh, effort to overthrow the prison industrial system. He is clearly DSA. I think it's obvious. He absolutely is. <laughs> Shout out to Archie. Uh, yeah, him forming th- together to be- make a s- stupid, 
uh, football game. And then when the Vixens show up to support them, and it cuts to all the dudes running up and just shaking the fence. <laughs> I swear they're humping the fence. Oh, oh, yeah. Archie's against the fence, and he's getting gang dry. Oh, yes, yeah. dry Every time it cut to Archie, the, <laughs> the way that the fence was shaking in his face, it looked like he was just with a dumb smile, rapidly it's humping Veronica. the fence. It's just Veronica. It just, it looked like, uh, I want a, just a gif of that. That gif is going to be sent to everyone from now on. Side by side with like puppies at a like a pet shop just doing the exact same thing. <laughs> but fuck, guys, 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 the one, two, three punch of let's start a football game. We're playing a football game. The Vixens come and have a fully choreographed song, and then Hiram orders a riot. Yes. yes. And Riverdale's Ar- on fire right now. And Archie f- like he fucking- fucks up three guards. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> fucks up three guards. And I was so impressed. Like, I didn't think that, like, I we've seen some fights on Riverdale, and they don't have the best choreography. That was some pretty good fight choreography. Oh, yeah. It was believable, too. I thought he was going to get in trouble for beating him up, but instead... He got promoted? Shit out of him. He get, well, he gets promoted, yeah. but Mad Dog is fucking dead. Oh, Mad yeah. Dog, my new favorite character on the show. I loved him, and I was like, I'm going to love looking at you because he's attractive. Oh, and man. Then, you get your sight set on that. You're like, oh, this is the rest of the season. Dead. And I yeah. want to find out, like, what are those books he's reading? Like, what? It, what I want more info on Mad Dog. On a show like, nope. that is basically about beautiful bodies. Mm-hmm. That is like the most perfect work of art body they have ever had on this show. And how does he... He and died off screen? Yeah. And, his, and his name's Mad Dog. <laughs> and he reads. He listens to music. Yeah, his like, name's what? Mad Dog, and he seems like a totally normal... Like, how'd yeah. you get Mad Dog? He I want to know how he got the name Mad Dog. He <laughs> wa- he warns Archie about the shoes instead of just slobbering all over their shoes that are apparently great. Okay, I have a question about that. He shoes. says... Tie them really tight. If somebody wants to take off your shoes... <laughs> They're tied too tight. I can't get them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I really wanted them, too. Crap. What a bad day. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Guys, I cannot believe that we already have to do this, but do you have moments of the week? Starting with you, Caitlin. Um, mine is right when Archie goes into jail, they hose him off with a like fireman's hose, uh-huh. and then they dramatically throw <laughs> baby powder on him. It's like LeBron James just yes. clapped right in front of him. <laughs> Gwangi himself. And I was like, <laughs> it had to be the most extra thing ever. And then the guard comes up and like dabs <laughs> his face. Oh, you have sh- some schmutz right here. Yeah, it's on your face. I'll, I'll clean that I thought you. he was going to go for the chest next. Like, oh, I got to get this as well. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was uh, who is it? The one we like so much. God, now I just can't remember her name. Man, oh, uh, Gargoyle King. Cheryl. Cheryl walks into cho- the chocolate shop, and Veronica's like, "We're not going to serve you. You get out of here." And she's like, "You can't discriminate against someone because they're more attractive than you." <laughs> oh, Cheryl! This show should be called Cheryl, <laughs> and she should never appear on screen without her entrance music. That's just a simple thing, I believe. Oh, Agreed. Man. That's like that's top ten lines in Riverdale history. Oh yeah, that was perfect. Um, but I will have to give my moment of the week to a what are they called serpent? Yes, who they're all very tough, you know, and they won't even let Archie, who has the tat, into their gang. And one of the serpents, or maybe it was a ghoulie, It's hard for me to keep them uh, <laughs> trying to prove his toughness. Walks up and says, and I quote: "I dropped out in the fourth grade to sell drugs to help my nana." <laughs> <laughs> And now I know what I'm going to say all the time when I get arrested and go to jail. Like, don't so, you remember high school? It's like, nah, down. I dropped out in the fourth grade. Uh, <laughs> so if my Mona League isn't uh, 
the doctor just turning to the camera and essentially yeah. saying this season's darker than the others. <laughs> it has to be just the the names of the characters in this episode because I have I don't know if they've talked about this before, but uh, the twins' names are Juniper and Dagwood. Yeah, um, they named the restaurant TGI Thursdays. Yeah, oh. well, it's not our same world. Of course, they don't have a TGI. Friday. They have American Excess. I swear, every <laughs> time they say. That they stay at the five seasons. I'm the like, five seasons. That's the sh- so dumb. Why, why don't you just get a share B and B? And also Veronica's name that she takes when she gets her fake ID is oh God. Monica Posh. Monica Posh. <laughs> so all of those were great. Did you get the name for the guy who committed suicide at the end? Ben Button. Oh, ben Benjamin Button. Button. <laughs> oh yes, we've got a Benjamin Button scenario. <laughs> Uh, guys, Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Watch this fucking show. It's so good. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Riverdale? Oh, yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Riverdale. That's going to be next episode, which is entirely Damn about it. Riverdale, except for all the parts that are about other things. This show was brought to you by YourPopFilter.com, the only website where you can get all of our podcasts like this one or Movie of the Year, where uh, these two gentlemen here and our friend Mike go through the most movie year of the year. Caitlin and I were also just on an episode where we talked specially about Napoleon Dynamite, and that is a special thing you can get if you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash your pop filter. Help us out there. We'll talk more about that in a second. Other podcasts that you can listen to. The OCD, where Mike and Ryan talk about every episode of The OC and discuss it. And I get furious about it, and I hate it. You can also listen to Writer's Block, a show where Mike talks to other poets, creatives, writers about their writing process, or Taylor Talking Taylor, a show where I talk about myself or uh, other guests, and we talk about Taylor's of note. Those are all the podcasts you can listen to. If you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter.com and get more segments of those shows, as well as articles and various other bits of media. And We want to help support you in supporting us, really. <laughs> That's what we want. We want to help you You're support welcome. us. You're welcome. Uh, you can go there, donate to various tiers, and get different uh, levels of benefits, as well as make us do things. You can make us, I don't know, eat garbanzo beans. That's a thing that maybe you could do. That we just, really pimp that one quite that, a bit. I don't know. I'm That's just, our I'm go-to just, example. The highest just, one is that we have to build a gazebo out of garbanzo. Yeah. That's going to so be hard. Donate to those things and get those special, special rewards and help us make these shows for you. If you want to help us out in a way that isn't Patreon, you can go to Amazon, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon.com bookmark. And it's just like regular Amazon, but it helps us out a little bit with no detraction to you. If you like videos, you go to youtube.com and search at yourpopfilter. We have videos there of our show. It's good. If you like social media, you can go to twitter.com at yourpopfilter or facebook.com slash yourpopfilter. Uh, It's social media. You understand what it is. If you like more long-form versions of contact, you can do us at contact at yourpopfilter.com. It's a little email address where you can give your thoughts on the show or 1562-DRDJPOP. That's 1562-DRDJPOP. He's a little robot associate who takes our messages for us. If you thought that, you know, The Walking Dead is the best show on television right now, like maybe... Maybe you should let us know that because it's uh, it's good. Uh, or if you think of other things that you don't like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Riverdale, go fuck yourself. Caitlin. Yes. Do you have a podcast you want to pimp out? Um, I happen to be part of an award-winning podcast. Award-winning? Whoa. Award-winning, yes. Uh, a With a real physical award? It's a physical award that we actually have in our in our very, very nice studio area. Um, it's called Unnatural 20s. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. 
and it's just me and my four friends. We talk about nerdy shit and our lives being 20. In the 20s. It's just the three friends. Uh, it's you and your three the friends. The Caitlin that's on that show is you. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. You're one of the four. I think this is a different Caitlin. Do you sort of, when recording, do you sort of float up and just watch the four do it? I do. You know Mary? Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to put the podcast on. Come on, guys. Got to turn on all the faucets. <laughs> and do we get the same Caitlin on this show that they get on Unnatural 20s? I don't know. Probably a little bit different, actually. Yeah. Actually, this is definitely a little bit different. How much do you guys like talk about pumpkins over there at the Unnatural 20s? Pumpkins? You know, not enough. Like pun natural twenties. <laughs> pun you, natural twenties. That's for free. You can have We're that. Go- <laughs> we go to do it. That is. Oh! <laughs> oh shit! That's why we have her on, guys. That's it for this show. Next week we're gonna be talking about Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, guys! Daredevil's coming back next week. I mean, and Daredevil. and who gives a shit? Because <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. We're gonna be talking about some Bebo motherfuckers. All right, that's it for us. For Ryan, I'm Greg. For Greg, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I am Caitlin. For Caitlin, I am the rest of the unnatural twenties. And for the unnatural Natural 20s, we making you some pumpkins. That's it, y'all. Let's wrap it up and be good. Be good.